0: And I'm Jill. Welcome Welcome to Lattes Lattes and Lifting.
1: lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your
0: freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Before you listen to this episode, we would like to remind you that both of our opinions come from a place of being cisgendered white women and the privilege that comes with it. We both care deeply about these issues and know that we are both doing the work and we want to be better and we want to be more welcoming to everybody who comes into our community thank you hope you enjoy the episode hello hello we are back together this is amazing it is it's been a while i know well i hope you guys really enjoyed the solo episodes because that was kind of fun um i think we both have really unique like skills and backgrounds and specialties so that's super cool, but we're back together for a spicy one, because I know you guys love the spicy ones. All the views, <laughs> all the, views the downloads are up on the spicy episodes, because you guys like your spice, so.
1: Yeah, we've uh, given you education for the last few weeks, so I thought we'd switch it up a little for you. I mean, we'll still give you education, but
0: yeah. But before we do that, we got to talk about our wins, because we don't do that when we're not together. So, Jill... What's your win? Well, behind the scenes of my
1: life, I tore a ligament in my foot, which you're probably like, Jill, how's that a win? But on the bright (laughs) side of all of that, I have to wear fun air cast, which means I get to bring out all my fun basketball socks that I never wear anymore because I need something high. So like, that's just part of my day. That's bringing me a little bit of joy because I get to like, look at my collection and pick my sock. And I like that a lot. No Mm -hmm. one really sees it, but I know it's there. So yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, that's adorable. So it um, also takes me two days to get through a pair of socks. So, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't sell me a lift, so.
0: yes. um, My win is that I uh, went snowboarding or not snow. I went skiing. They went snowboarding yesterday with some friends from CrossFit. And they're people that I don't normally hang out with outside oh. the gym. And it was super fun. And oh, now fast. I have some new friends to shred with. So I love that. Yeah. A little girl gang. Love that.
1: Need more of those in the world.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. So here comes the spice. So today we're kind of talking about things that we want to leave behind. I know a lot of people did like we need to leave 2020 behind. And I feel like there's a lot of social justice issues that are coming up in within the last year. We've had a lot of yeah. uproar, I'll call it. Yeah. A lot of shit
1: happened in 2020.
0: And, and 2021,
1: to be honest. Yeah. But. Like, not all of it's been great and positive, but I think there's been a lot of movement towards change in the last yeah. year and a half, and that's always a positive, in my opinion, whether it's pretty or not. Yes. <laughs> so.
0: And I think if you follow Jill and I at all on Instagram which you should at this point um you know that the two of us are not quiet when it comes to standing up for what we believe in and social justice and things like that so we're gonna lay it out for you today we're gonna get a little bit spicy and um maybe make you think a little bit and I'm gonna say before we say anything else if you find yourself triggered by anything we say take a step back before you Leave a negative review or <laughs> stop listening, guys. Um, ask yourself why. Yeah, and do some internal work and questioning. Yeah, just
1: yeah, have an open mind. Think about things more than just being instantly offended. Um, and yeah, we'll start. We'll start a little more chill, and then we'll get into it for you guys.
0: We'll start with some yogurt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> keep it nice and plain for you. Um, yeah, we have a few to get through today but first one we wanted to talk about staying in the health and fitness world to start not all of them will stay there um is the anti-diet
0: health at any size that world so let's start by saying that like what those mean so health at any size or h-a-e-s as no h-e-a-s <laughs> Uh, As it is known, it means um, being able to recognize health in any body shape, any size that you are, any weight. Um, It's not defined by a number on the scale. And anti-diet is exactly what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, just being against any type of weight loss, fat loss, diets of any kind, which I always get annoyed with because your diet is literally what you eat. So like you can't really be anti-diet because everyone
0: has a diet. Yeah. So. Yeah, diet doesn't necessarily mean we're not eating. Mm -hmm. Um, Diet is literally what you eat. Yeah. I think with regards to health at any size and anti-diet, while great ideas they're both missing the mark on the other side because while it is okay to accept yourself at any size and love yourself and be healthy at any size, it's also okay to want that to change. Yeah. And I don't think we can shame people for wanting to change the shape of their bodies. Yeah. And I think
1: health at any size plays into the mental and the physical side of things too. So just cause you're physically healthy at the size you're at, that's cool. But if mentally you're not healthy, you don't truly believe you're healthy or whatever it may be, you need to look at both sides of those things. And if maybe some fat loss or more movement or whatever it may be is going to help that mental health as well, who are we to say it's wrong to do?
0: Yeah. And I, and equally, it is okay if you don't want to change your body too. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've talked before about Um, how weight loss isn't necessarily always the goal, right? Maybe sometimes people want to actually gain weight or gain muscle or things like that. And I think it's okay to, it's literally your body. You get to decide what to do. That's the beauty of having autonomy. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that there's a lot of things that we do that we could do better. Like we could be more size inclusive when it comes to mainstream brands of clothing. I know there's a few brands that are getting there. I think like I think Nike is getting there with some plus size yeah. workout Aerie, clothes.
1: Aerie is a really good one for like just including all body
0: types. Yeah. But we also know that there's companies that have missed the mark completely. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I think we can do better on both sides of that one. Yeah. Sure. And
1: I think there's a time and a place for both. Like I I'm the coach who does fat loss coaching and also holistic nutrition. And those things don't necessarily go hand in hand, but at the same time, there's parts of both of those worlds that play into each other. And you can't really have one without the other. Like I can't be a fat loss coach without getting people to recognize what makes them feel good. That wouldn't make any sense. So I think there's sides from both that play into each other. And if we're just totally dismissing one side, Of kind of the health and fitness world, you're missing a lot of information and a lot of strategies, I guess, around getting people to their goals.
0: Totally. And while, you know, I don't necessarily coach specifically fat loss, that doesn't mean that that can't be a result of what I do. Yeah. It just do it in a different way. That's
1: the same. Oftentimes with my holistic coaching, they get fat loss without meaning to and Mm -hmm.
0: it's just that happens with moderation 365 too it's often just a product yeah not necessarily the reason we did something but i also feel like lately um you and i have had a lot of crossover with like nutrition stuff that we kind of been talking about like yeah satisfaction and all those kinds of yeah so i'm
1: trying to pull more of my holistic coaching into the fat loss world and make make it more of like a you can do both type of thing to an extent, obviously, but I think kind of bridging that gap between the two I is love that. important. That's so unique. Trying.
0: Trying yeah. my best. <laughs> Make I, I love that from like a business perspective. Make it your own. That's amazing. Trying. Woo! Go gel. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Mini celebration moment. Um and then yeah,
1: kind of going off of that one, um believing the facts not necessarily all the time but believing the facts versus only believing facts or science when it already <laughs> matches your beliefs. We got to stop doing that. Is,
0: yeah, I was going to say is there a is there anything else that could describe the global events of 2020, the global than that? The, yeah. We're in the middle of a panoramic. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um yeah, and that's just it's not it's not the 2021 vibe.
0: I think what most people don't realize is that science is never the it's never going to be black and white as much as we think it is. It's actually not. And science is always changing. Research is always changing. Studies are being done literally while you sleep. And while so for example, let's just Let's just take a step back and we'll talk about like masks. Okay, Does everybody remember back in like April or May last year when they were like, masks may not help, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, oh, OK, well, we won't have to wear masks. And then they were like, oh, hey, actually, um, we did all these studies and they actually do. So you're going to have to mask up. And then everybody was like, but you said this. Oh. Yes, I think all scientific evidence should come with a disclaimer. But we reserve the right to change our minds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you are, you're allowed to change your mind (laughs) as an individual
1: and as, that's just one example. Yeah. And I think it's convenient. I get that it's convenient for people to be like, Ooh, this fact, this piece of science aligns with what I already believe. So they'll run with that. But then if there's anything that challenges what they already believe, they're like, it's fake can't be real. Not true. (laughs)
0: Does it, does this confirm my bias or does this challenge my bias?
1: Yeah. And Jess and I have talked about that before challenging your own bias. And it's the same, like if you're going to get triggered by this podcast, ask yourself why, if you get triggered by a fact of science coming out, ask Mm -hmm. yourself why.
0: And the the other thing you have to remember about science on that, this is another thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is that scientists, don't ever really try to prove their their hypotheses right. They come up with a hypothesis and they try to prove it wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you switch the way you think about it, when you hear that somebody's doing a study on masks or whatever, um, it's just that they're actually like trying to be like, well, what if we're wrong? Like, Mm -hmm. what if we're wrong? And I think if you, you know, if you read something that is based on science like ask yourself like what if this is wrong what how does that affect me if this is wrong how does that affect me if this is right and then just kind of use that critical thinking skills to you know you can form an opinion on anything but i mean i guess it depends what you do with that opinion (laughs) and it's the same like bringing it into the health
1: and fitness world at a conversation with a client the other day um and she I forget what she was asking about specifically but it was something along the lines of like oh isn't this bad for me or like if I look up this is it gonna say it's bad for me you can find whatever you want on the internet you could freaking google why is water bad for me and someone would be like (laughs) here's why so it's like I guess at the same time not only looking for those facts and that science that backs up your beliefs being open to kind of thinking about the other side. Like if someone did come out with a research paper about why water is bad for us, I'm sure we would both read it. We wouldn't just be like, yeah. that's not true. <laughs>
0: like, I, I would at least read the uh,
1: conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from years of school that you just scroll down to the conclusion. And see I would what give what it happens.
0: a good skim. <laughs> but yeah,
1: be open to accepting both sides rather than only accepting what already lines with what you believe.
0: Yeah, and I think the important part about that is Even in questioning, questioning is fine, but you do have to question with an open mind, Mm -hmm. right? You can't just question to confirm your bias. Yeah.
1: You can't be like, why? And then listen to the answer and then be like, nah, still don't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have to actually listen to the answer you get to (laughs) also. Yeah. Um, Going off of that one. Wow. These all just play into each other so nicely. Cancel culture. So we talked about like, yeah, canceling science, canceling, cancel culture in general,
0: canceling companies,
1: canceling brands, et cetera, things. If you don't know what cancel culture is, basically, if social media created this world where it's really easy to just be like, yeah, this person's out, this thing is out, we don't support this brand anymore, and it takes two seconds for something to be cancelled without really much
0: Um, anyway maybe and I think we both agree that while bringing um, injustices forward is important Mm -hmm. that I think it gives companies and brands and people for that matter um, the opportunity to do better and it also gives society a chance to hold them accountable for that so We were talking before we started recording about, there was a Nike ad that recently went around Instagram that featured some pregnant women exercising. And it was a really empowering ad for pregnant women. And it was, I think it was also kind of um, showcasing, I think Nike has like maternity line clothing. And that was really great. But a lot of people were like myself, were like, well, didn't Nike um, cancel some sponsorships of female athletes who got pregnant when they were under contract. Um, And that is true, which is so sad. And while I still shared the ad, I shared it with a caveat of I'm glad to see this happening. However, we need to hold Nike accountable for their actions and make sure that they are not only just being like, yeah, we made clothes for pregnant women, but also supporting their sponsored athletes who are women who are pregnant yeah because that hasn't been done in the past
1: yeah and that's just allow people to make mistakes to an extent and like if nike came out and was like yeah we screwed up sorry that's a lot different how we're changing it that's a lot different than them just running that ad to kind of like Covered up, sorry. Yeah,
0: or making or trying to make themselves look good to distract from something else that's going on.
1: Yeah, and obviously, like making mistakes to an extent. There's some things in 2021 that are just like a no go, and companies <laughs> should know better. Um, but if it's the simple fact of like your favorite influencer or even one of us like posted something that ended up not being true or ended up like offending someone in some way giving people the chance to recognize they messed up and then, like, be better, I think, is important. Rather than just being like, Jess is done. (laughs) Nope, that's it. (laughs) Please
0: don't cancel me. I'm only just getting started.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, giving people the room to, like, learn from their mistakes and prove that they actually care about making it rather than just, like,
0: then just apologizing. Or blocking them or not buying their products or whatever.
1: Yeah, it was the last year when, like, The Black Lives Matter stuff was happening and um, just kind of getting started. A business coach I followed made a super insensitive Instagram post. And she was the definition of like not handling it well. She just full on. It was just like unfortunate timing. I don't think she made the post with like ill intent. Mm. But it was basically her like talking about how great her life is as like a white privileged female and it just happened to fall in that time of like all the injustice happening and it just didn't translate well but instead of being like oops sorry I messed up she just disappeared from social media yeah like poof gone showed up like six months later moved across the country and I was like no 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 this is not how we handle things you don't get to just like like she essentially just like cancelled herself never dealt with it just like deleted everything moved across the country
0: I mean I guess canceling yourself is a whole different thing which we're kind of seeing with um and I think people have just they just really don't actually know what had happened in like the Dr. Seuss books they actually did that to themselves it wasn't a group of angry parents or something like that that canceled them they the brand made that decision to remove that and that's fine it's literally their brand and people are really upset about it or like the Mr. Potato Head thing. Like yeah. the brand themselves did it. There's really nothing you can do to change it. It's not that, it's not that a potato has male or female or no genitalia, which by the way, it doesn't have any, it's just a potato. <laughs> but if they decide to do that to be more uh, inclusive, to everybody and all children then that's their decision it's not really up to us because i don't own whatever like play school or fisher price or wherever it comes from i don't really care but it's really not up for me to decide so yeah it is what it is it's literally a toy (laughs) in my in my opinion there's
1: better ways to go about it like Disney, for example, a lot of their movies are very outdated. A lot of the things oh can we, we care about now. Can we
0: unpack The Little
1: Mermaid? <laughs> yeah. Or like Pocahontas. Like a lot of those movies are like outdated. But yes. the time they were created, not that these things didn't matter, but they just weren't talked about as openly. So mm-hmm. Disney has a lot of disclaimers on their older movies now that are like, yes. this movie was created in a time in a different time and i think there's different ways for companies to handle that in a way of like
0: acknowledging it aren't they doing that with the muppet show coming back didn't they decide to leave a bunch of stuff in and just made a disclaimer on the episode that i think there's like topics or whatever that are not culturally appropriate for this day and age which is fine and i i don't think it's a terrible thing to leave those things open for discussion because how else are kids gonna learn that we need to change if things change, right? Because I think that there's going to be things that are happening now, probably that in 15 or 20 years, we'll look back and be like, can't believe we did that. I can't believe <laughs> we need to change. Like, yeah. And so I don't think that um, taking those opportunities away to have an open conversation about why that is wrong.
1: Yeah, um, And I think
0: that's such a
1: great way for parents to have a discussion with their kids. If their kid was like, mom, why does this movie say that to be able to be like, Oh, cause back then this was all happening, but yeah. now we handle things this way. Like that takes out a whole conversation yeah. around I mean,
0: all of that. If you go back to like the Pocahontas reference, it's like, yeah. So, you know, we actually in school, like we were taught the history from the side of like the English or white people and we actually just kind of ignored the history as it were from the natives or the indigenous people that were here before and so now we are more open to hearing their stories we appreciate their culture and we want to share their culture because it's very important but there was a time when there were a lot of people that didn't think that and so i think that it's important for kids to be like oh okay cool and then they probably just move on like yeah but it just canceling it
1: and being like Pocahontas you can't find anywhere for example like if that was the way Disney chose to handle it that takes out a huge conversation and a huge learning opportunity true so yeah I think allowing people to make mistakes and then learning from them is important and that's how we grow and we as a society need to give people the grace to do that
0: okay. to an
1: extent of course there's some things that you just don't do but you know <laughs> truth um not but... bad Let's we'll just really get into it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> normalizing talking about periods, like spectrums, all that kind of stuff, rather than
0: it being like taboo. Still. Yeah, I mean, first of all, um I yeah, women's bodies, the things that we that happen to us, the fact that we have hormones and periods, and that I. It's not disgusting. It literally happens to almost all of us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I think, I mean, I don't know what they do as far as like sex education or whatever nowadays, yeah, but what it looks like now back in the day, <laughs> back in my day, kids, um, there was times when, you know, the boys would be separate from the girls and they wouldn't learn about the other's body. So mm-hmm it just wasn't taught you, you know, or women, you know, you know how, like, I'm sure everybody, every woman has done this is like hit a tampon, like up their sleeve to not show that they have to go to the bathroom, which is obscene. Like it, like, I don't know why we did that.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just, it's, I think it's shocking to me, even as a female, how much we're not taught even like how much females aren't taught about their own bodies. Like the fact that we have to like go out of our way to educate ourselves on ourselves makes no sense to me. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, I was, (laughs) I was way too old to really when I, when I learned what hormonal birth control actually does. Mm -hmm. And I find it very interesting that often when women, young girls are choosing, which type of birth control if any that they want to go on that there's not this like plethora of choice usually there's a bias from your physician or somebody towards something like oh we'll just take this whatever or just insert this or whatever but there might not be maybe there's no time or maybe there's a lack of education on the other side but it's just like there's usually one that's kind of shoved at you and you don't really have a choice and there's not really a lot of like talk about side effects or like, why are you using this? Like, what's the, what's your end game here? Like, yeah.
1: cause there should be different birth controls for what your, what you want out of it. But that side isn't really talked about. I think it's still assumed that women only take birth control to not have a baby. And yes. that's not always the case.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, Um, I didn't know that when you're on like oral birth control, you, um, you don't actually, um, you don't actually produce hormones at all. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So like, why didn't I know? I don't know. I mean, I never really thought to look it out, but like, I didn't know that my hormones just weren't changing at all. They were just like a flat line. Yeah. (laughs) And
1: that was, I got a comment on one of my TikToks the other day. I was talking about hormone imbalances that's very much my wheelhouse these days. And this girl was like, oh, but I'm on birth control, so my hormones should be balanced. That right there. I
0: saw that comment and I was like, oh, honey. But a lot of people <laughs> believe that. Like, oh, it's
1: hormonal birth control, so I, I mean, shouldn't have any hormones
0: imbalance. Is zero a balance?
1: Yeah. And it's just <laughs> like you get artificial hormones either put in you if you have an iud a hormonal one or you take you're literally taking the hormones and then yeah. your body's like cool i don't have to do it then yeah and then as soon as you stop taking the birth control your body's like i'm sorry what because some of us are on birth control for like 10 15 years like if you think years, about yeah if you I, think about when you
0: started yeah. like yeah and i literally had no idea i would just take a pill and i you know i would stop taking the pill and then a couple days later my period would come and then I would start taking the pill again and it would go away. Like it was yeah. just like clockwork. And the other part of that is I didn't realize that like the period that you get isn't a true period. No. Which is so like mind blown. Yeah. Like so mind blown. And actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, it's it's actually a sex podcast. Um, and they were talking about discharge. Also, let's normalize that. Yeah. Um shout out for a play podcast. I know some of you listen to ours. So, um, they were talking about, um, just different types of discharge. And I didn't know that when you're, when you're not on birth control, you know, when you're ovulating by getting cervical mucus, which girls, that's what it's called. They couldn't think of what it was called. And I was like, cervical mucus. <laughs> I, I know the answer. <laughs> but, um, If you're not ovulating, you won't get that because you're not ovulating.
1: Yeah. It's just, there's so many wild things. And even heads up, that's how you know you're ovulating (laughs) when you're, when it's sticky. That was a (laughs) new thing when I switched to a copper IUD. So non-hormonal. I was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, if you think about how much we don't know as females, and then we accept, we expect like male partners to be like, what do you mean you don't know that? Like,
0: yeah, there's so many things we don't even know. But the other part of that is like, you know, if you and your like, if you and your girl squad aren't comfortable talking about this, you guys gotta start talking about it. I mean, at EmpowerFit, we talk about it all the time because we talk about vaginas all the time, and it just kind of comes hand in hand. I mean, like, I I'm just like, yeah, like I'm ovulating. Like that's yeah. just, you know, it, we talk about cycles, we talk about all those things, we make it normal like i challenge you if you're listening to this make it normal with your crew like talk to people find out like does this does this happen to you like i'm pretty sure jill and i've done that before and be like does this happen does to this you and like oh my god that totally happens to me. Yeah.
1: and you're like and it takes so much of the stress and the worry away when you can like confirm with someone else that you're not the only one that's a big thing me and my roommate have done in our house now is she's always like this might be too much information i'm like stop saying that just say the words people (laughs) say that to
0: me um like as their trainer all the time they're like this might be tmi i'm like no my man yeah not at all even like um i i had a client who was dealing with some hemorrhoid issues and she's like i'm sorry and i was like no this is part of public floor people get hemorrhoids you need to know that you're not the only one it happens they fucking suck but it's totally normal and i think
1: like a big part around normalizing that conversation is if you don't talk about it with your friends with people you're comfortable with 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 your your
0: partner partner.
1: yeah around people you're comfortable and confident around you're never going to be comfortable having those conversations with a new partner with a new person even if it's not a partner, just a new person in general, those conversations are never going to be comfortable if you don't get used to talking about it with people you trust.
0: Yeah. And, you and know. to be honest, if um if you're listening to this and you need someone to talk about it with, um you can talk about, you can talk to either of us yeah. about anything. There is no such thing as too much information as far as literally us goes.
1: Yesterday on my Instagram, I shared um, the like menstrual cup I use, I had to order, but oh. Vitality Insured Park okay, sells it I now.
0: that, but I will take your recommendation after we're done recording. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> it's called a Nixit cup. Oh. If they want to sponsor me, they can, but, um. Still open to sponsors over um, here. Again. They're like, <laughs> they're a Canadian company. I actually learned about it from, um, a sex education coach that i follow on instagram is it like nix with a k yeah it's like n-i-x-i-t okay
0: do they make period panties i think so oh okay i've seen their ads on facebook Um,
1: yeah so i learned about it from erica she's like a sex and confidence coach in toronto and they're a canadian company i believe i could be
0: wrong normalize alternatives to tampons and pads like period panties menstrual cups Because you want to talk about TMI, your girl goes through way
1: too many tampons, and I was like, my bank account cannot handle this, (laughs) so we had to come up with another solution.
0: (laughs) And really, like, I feel like with that, like, first of all, it's everybody's choice, right? Mm -hmm. You might not be in a position where a menstrual cup works for you, you, but, you know, like, there's tons of options, right? Like, you don't have to do, like, the traditional pads, tampons, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, there's so many other options. Um yeah and yeah but i posted that on my story
1: and just sharing that there was like somewhere local to buy it instead of having to pay shipping and i was like dm me if you have questions and so many girls were like oh my god thank you i've been like looking into this but i just had questions about it and i like didn't know who to ask and like i'll give you the deets on how it works i don't care
0: (laughs) i always have like i always have a bit of anxiety about them with like the sizing um i think i should just go for it though and just
1: like figure it out. Yeah. I've had no issue. I was super hesitant around any of them. And I found the like cone shaped ones made me nervous. Okay. And these ones are more of like a saucer. Okay. I would call
0: it. Okay. okay. I get that. I got so, the visual.
1: But yeah, like normalize asking questions and being curious and yeah, giving and people the space to ask the question.
0: I mean, the thing about that is like, if you don't know your own anatomy... I don't know how you can expect a partner or like, I don't know how you can expect that from a partner, right? Yeah. Like even with like, you know, think about like, I know most of our listeners are ladies um, shout out to the 9% of you who are male. We appreciate or identify as male. <laughs> we appreciate it. <But>, <laughs> yes, we appreciate you. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like how can we expect, pleasure or things like that if you don't know your own anatomy like remember the first time you like put a tampon in like we didn't know what you we were doing i'm yeah. pretty sure i read the instructions in the box of tampax like that <laughs> are like 14 pages long and you're
1: <laughs> like oh my god it can't
0: be this complicated it's almost <laughs> as long as the side effects little pamphlet in yeah. your birth control <laughs> fun fact
1: <laughs> yeah and just stop making it weird to talk about those things yeah
0: and you know what like let's while we're on this topic Let's use proper terms like vagina, vulva, things like that. It took me way too
1: too long to learn that, like, (laughs) your vulva is, like, the whole thing. Like, yes, I was like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) And if you
0: need a visual, we have a pelvis. We'll show you.
1: Yeah. And if only this was a YouTube show. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make a behind the scenes episode one day. Um, But, yeah, normalizing that and... Stop disclaiming it with this might be TMI.
0: Yeah, that's not, not your problem if someone yeah, thinks it's too much that's information. A point. It is honestly, if someone gets weird about it, it is about them and not about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the other part of this topic we were going to talk about was normalizing um, people being within the LGBTQ2S transgender Binary, non-binary, she, her, he, him, they, them, um, area. So
1: why don't you say your... I think my biggest thing that I've recognized recently, and Jess and I were talking about this before we started recording, was normalizing stating your pronouns. Like, I identify as a straight woman, but me putting, like, she, her in my bio just normalizes that for everyone it makes it yeah. less obvious it makes it less shocking i don't know if that's the right word if like somebody yeah. who maybe doesn't identify as straight uses their pronouns it's less like oh what's that if we yeah. just like all do it
0: <laughs> and i was saying we were saying that we had seen this TikTok um that was saying like only trans people need to put their pronouns in their bios of their socials mm-hmm. and things like that and I saw a really great response that really kind of resonated with me, which was if only trans people put their pronouns in their bios, it makes it easier for transphobic and like trans hating people to target them. So if everybody uses their pronouns in their bios as in a regular basis, it's harder for people to target trans people. Um, I put my pronouns in my bio only recently actually, because I had seen that TikTok and I was like, no, this totally resonates with me. It's on brand. I like it. I also put, I also put a question in my intake forms that I send to people asking for their pronouns because I do want to be a welcoming space for people who identify as trans or something other than she, her.
1: Yeah. And I, I, That's a great idea, and I should add that to mine. Because even if I am a women's only coach, you can have the same hormones and the same reproductive stuff without identifying as she, her. you could
0: have somebody who's transitioning to female, which they would maybe need your help too.
1: Yeah, and giving that space to kind of open it to more than just people who identify as she, her, I guess.
0: Yeah, Totally i think we're both in the same um camp with that
1: yeah and i'm still working on being transparent learning about that world i'm super grateful i have a client right now who like works for the pride center and like cool works um with like youth that are in Mm -hmm. that group and i ask her questions all the time and i'm really grateful that she's open because that's something i need to learn about and the only way and this started when I was at Nate, um, I had one of my classmates was like non-binary and she was really great about like,
0: they were really, they,
1: great. It, they flipped. Okay. Like, okay. Fair depended right. on yeah, the okay. day. <laughs> okay. Um, and that was very confusing f- for me, but I was grateful that they were really open about like talking about it. And yeah. just being like today, I identify as she her maybe okay. tomorrow I'm he him maybe Wednesday I'm they okay. them and okay. like that world I think can be confusing for people who identify as straight because there's just a lot of well moving especially parts.
0: If it's just not something that we are used to I I feel similarly in that I've only known firsthand a couple people who are transitioning or non-binary and um the first time that somebody told me that they were non-binary it was very just like i i remember being like oh okay and then having only known them as their dead name was a little like they were like this is my name now and i go by they them and it was just hard to be like get it in my head but now um i think that i don't think that when they first told the group of us that they told that they had like um changed their name so I think that was a little weird given that they had like a female name and then they were now they them but once you know them as like that person like you just know yeah right and yeah it's sometimes I know people think it seems a little weird because it's kind of plural but we, don't, we do use they, them for non-plural things. Just know that that happens in the English language. Yeah. Based on the beauty of the English language being super fucking confusing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's normalize it. Like, it. it's 2021. This isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that I we're going to get into a little bit more standing by people than standing up for people. But we do need to stand by our lgbtq2s and trans community
1: yeah and i think this one goes back maybe, to does, the whole
0: maybe t stands for trans does it not
1: LGBTQ.
0: it probably does two yeah, s there's
1: okay. like a couple of <laughs> like in there
0: sorry sorry yeah uh, i know that i on tiktok there's a thing they call themselves the alphabet mafia which i think is adorable and
1: yeah Passion. and this this whole conversation goes back to like cancel culture as well like give give people the space to learn and yeah. to show they want to learn. And I will still make mistakes sometimes. I'm sure I'm a human being, um, but it's, it's a new world to me and what I want to learn about, but with new things comes mistakes. So,
0: yeah. But, yeah.
1: Um, and then I think,
0: what was the next topic? What's the next spicy thing?
1: Um, it was, oh, again, on the normalizing things, that's a trend of today, um, normalizing bad days, mental health things, speaking about them, kind of the same, but different. We just want to normalize all the uncomfortable things. Yeah. And make them not so uncomfortable (laughs) to talk about. Um, and this one kind of stemmed from on my Instagram story the other day, I was talking about how since I tore ligament in my foot. I'm in an air boot. And that was like super triggering for me for going back to the gym. Cause I just created this story for myself that people were going to like stare at me and think I was weird and whatever my social anxiety things kind of kicked in around that. And I talked about it on my story and so many people were like, thank you for talking about this. I had no idea you dealt with it, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, that's exactly why we both choose to talk about those things. Cause it mm-hmm. shouldn't be weird to be like, this made me really anxious, but I did it anyways <laughs> like <Yeah>. that.
0: <laughs> and know that sometimes people who um, seem really put together or extroverted um, can have social anxiety. So I was telling Jill before we recorded, we should just record like our regular conversation really like that, that, uh, so you guys know that my win was that I went to like Louise with some friends that I didn't really know, um, uh, as well. Um, we've only worked out together and I was invited and normally I would be like a hell yes. And then I would old Jess would find a way to back out of it. With notice, right? Like I'm not going to be an asshole, but I would definitely. Oh, sorry, gotta work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it would be because of my social anxiety because I tell them, and I think the the language you use Jill with the, the story that I tell myself or the story I told myself was that they won't like me when they get to know me. Mm-hmm. And I actually heard somebody use that phrase on a podcast I listened to yesterday, which is so freaky, but, um, I think you have to know that sometimes people with social anxiety or different anxieties will tell themselves a story and they keep, the thing is, is it goes in your brain over and over and over again until you start believing it. And then you elaborate on it and then you like play out, you're like, this is exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. And the thing is, is it usually doesn't turn out that way, but it can cause you to cancel plans, not go to the gym, not, you know, And then, you know, the thing is, is like, you cancel plans enough times with like acquaintances like that. And they're no longer your acquaintances. They don't like you because they think that you don't want to hang out with them, which mm-hmm. isn't even true. You've just made up this story that they're going to judge you and not want to hang out with you before you've even hung out with them. Yeah. <laughs> <what> I think. <laughs> which I know it sounds ridiculous, which is exactly why I talked myself out of it. And I went and guess what? We had a blast. Yeah.
1: But that's, it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience with yourself. And if you're friends with someone or your partner whatever it may be, um, is someone who deals with any kind of mental health things, but especially like anxieties, things like that, we're really good at telling ourselves stories. So you Mm -hmm. can, you could have told me a million times yesterday, like no one's going to care about your air boot. And my brain instantly goes, yeah, but what if they do? Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times you tell me it's not going to happen until I believe it's not going to happen. That thought doesn't go away. Um, And sometimes for me, at least like that story and that thought doesn't go away until I prove myself wrong. Like I had to go to the gym yesterday to be like, look, no one cares or else I would have not gone. And then the next time I booked the gym, told myself the same story. again. Yeah, totally. um, But normalizing having those days and talking about those things and being open to understanding why it's happening um and i guess like what your person is going through rather than just being like well that's dumb that's not going to happen because that's yeah not
0: helpful. <laughs> and and you know normalizing like getting help for things like that right like normalize going to therapy normalize alternative therapies like um subconscious imprinting which we've talked about before or you know, things like that, or normalize, again, normalize sharing it. Like, I know, I feel like now I, I know Jill pretty well. And I feel like we can kind of be open about that and be like, mm. uh, like, I know we were supposed to do this, but my anxiety is like killing me today. Like, we yeah. are pretty open about even just being like, are you actually needing to stay home? Or will you feel better after we go for a dog walk or whatever it is? Right. So
1: Yeah, but until you start having those conversations, I think the biggest thing I've learned in the last year or so around supporting people's mental health is asking them how you can help before Mm -hmm. you help. And that might sound backwards, but like the easiest way or the way I kind of word things with like friends or partners is like, what can I do to support you? Yeah. And oftentimes, if we need the support or we need something specific, we'll tell you, but unless you give us the space to tell you we'll just be like yeah i'm fine so like exactly. asking people what you can do and that could be as little as like call me for 5 minutes want to grab coffee like yeah. it doesn't always have to be anything that takes up your time or your money it can just be asking can be simple sometimes enough. even
0: i was going to say sometimes even checking in is enough yeah
1: just being like would you mind texting me in an hour and seeing if I got my shit done or whatever (laughs) it may be. Yeah. Um, and then the last kind of topic we had, um, was kind of, as we've talked about not canceling things, I guess, adjusting the definition of feminism.
0: Oh, this is kind of spicy. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think I brought this up to put on the list because I hate the feminism that is men versus women and being like, you know, I think traditionally maybe that it's, it seemed that way to start is like, we hate men. We don't need you. You're sperm donors and nothing more, et cetera. Um, I've always felt if, if a male partner is truly a feminist they are your equal or what did you call it an interdependent interdependent relationship right like i don't mind saying that i need my partner for things right like i don't mind being like i need you to work on the car or you know build things or i mean it, it might doesn't even need to be traditional male roles but you know, I, I do need him and he does need me. I mean, he, he obviously needs me for some things, right? Like, (laughs) but I don't mind saying that. And I think that it's so, it's cool to be like a strong independent woman, but at the same time, I'm okay with being like, A bit maybe vulnerable and being like i do need you for things and that's kind of why i chose you as my partner because there's things that you can do that i'm not good at or you know it, it is really a partnership not just like yeah well i married this feminist and she doesn't really need me but
1: yeah yeah and i think a big thing um i guess that i don't i don't know if I love it is in the world of like feminism and strong independent females is always the whole thing of like men, we don't need you. And then it's kind of shifted recently into like, she doesn't need you, but she wants you. And I think that yeah. that part is important like, can I survive without a male? 100%.
0: Well, and, and like, I think that is what makes a good relationship I think maybe this is going a little bit off but you're choosing to be in that relationship you're not depend you don't. I'm not sitting yeah. here being like I need you for whatever money or whatever it's I'm choosing to be with you because I actually want to
1: be with you yeah and when I I looked up like the definition of an interdependent relationship and in one line that I just read through that I like is um it was like interdependence allows you to appreciate one other's existence. Everyone involved in the relationship dynamic gets to actively choose how they are involved.
0: Yeah. And I, like I think
1: that. that's a cool way to kind of look at it. But yeah, getting rid or moving on from the whole idea that like in order to be a feminist or like have active feminism is to be like, I don't need a man, I can do it all myself. Mm-hmm blah 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 and accepting that like that allyship between males and females is important yeah. and is maybe you don't think it's needed but would probably make your life a heck of a lot easier in some situations.
0: And I think like going along with the allyship, um, you know, we're seeing a lot lately with um, the like hashtag not all men, which kind of makes me a little bit pukey when I see that because yeah not maybe if you're not familiar with it um there have been just women getting attacked murdered you know things like that and we're kind of calling on men to call out other men who are not being kind to women or who have a problems and they yeah. feel like we need to die or whatever but when you say things like not all men yeah we know it's not all of you however
1: I saw a tiktok the other day I think I shared it to my story and it was like yes not all men but it is all women
0: I think I shared we, that one too we
1: all shared the fear
0: yeah because truthfully there's no women there's no woman who hasn't um you know Walked with their keys in between their fingers, or been on a fake phone call or on a real phone call when they're or walking somewhere in the at street night or, or... cross the street, or um, heck, sent I a can... location to their friend yeah. before they or, go on a date. So, like. so, here's something at the studio here, when I coach in the evenings, I park in the front of the studio because there's street lights, it's a street that there's cars driving by because the back door where we normally park it's dark, there's no lights and it's like an alley. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't consider myself to be like afraid all the time. It's just something that we do in our everyday lives because you never know when it's going to be you, which I know might seem hard to hear for a lot of people, especially maybe men, but all women do things like that to protect themselves.
1: Yeah. And it's, even like me and my roommate were out the other night, and some guy like made a comment while well, he was walking. There's like a group of like five guys, and as they were walking past us, they were like, Oh, like, look at them. And both of us were just like, Don't, and like kept walking. And but at the same time, as a female, like sticking up for yourself in those situations can do more harm than good a lot of the time Very so we true. were talking about how like if you were maybe with a male in those situations well, first of all, they probably
0: wouldn't have said that
1: yeah they 100 they wouldn't have but if there was like a male nearby you would be a lot more confident to be like shut up because you yeah. know you have that extra like protection rather than two females by themselves yeah I'm not gonna and tell I that think- group of five guys to shut up because what's you know, gonna happen
0: after? <laughs> I think the the allyship that we're talking about is if it was you and your roommate, let's say, and there was a guy kind of close by that maybe didn't even know you, could step in and say, Hey dude, like shut up. No. <laughs> right? And or
1: it was one dude that said that in the friend group, the other four just like laughed and kept walking. Like that was a perfect situation for well, those other four dudes of to be like, up. Hey, no, exactly. we don't do that. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. And I think that, you know, everybody, I think with all of these things that have come up in the last year, whether it be this or racism or things like that is everyone's like, Oh, like I don't need to, uh, I don't need to post it on social media I'm doing the work behind the scenes or in my real life and my question is are you are you really are you gonna be that guy that stands up to your group of asshole friends yeah in in front of two are women you gonna be the cast. one of five that's like yo we don't do that and so I think what we're asking is be that guy be the one in five that yeah doesn't that's not a real statistic and it's the same
1: with like sticking up for like racism and when things like that happen like are you actually going to be the one that's like hey no we don't do that because i can guarantee you that coming from one of your friends like if i would assume as a male Girls can tell you to shut up all day long, but if one of your friends was like, hey, man, we don't do that, that's going to have a way bigger impact on them than yeah. the females being like, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, true. sticking up for those things and being okay with making things uncomfortable. Um, I'm part of this group on Facebook, and it's called hashtag make it awkward, and it's about like race and all those injustices, but... Not to like steal their hashtag, but be okay with making those situations awkward for your friends.
0: I think we can do that with a lot of situations, right? We can make it awkward to make fun of people for their ethnicity, their race, their um, religion. sexual orientation, religion, even just lifestyle choices, right? I, I yeah. I don't know what else to say to that other than just like let people live their lives and we don't have to, you know, but also at the same time call people out who are aggressing in that way. Is that yeah. the right way to
1: say it? Like- and it's a big, it's a was a big thing around like black lives matter when all that was happening again, a learning moment I posted on my story Um, just like saying that, like, I'm with you, all this stuff. And I made the mistake of saying, I'll always stick up for you. And I had the opportunity to be educated around how that's not what people want. And I know as females, that's not what we want either. We don't need men to stick up for us. We need them to stand with us. And that's a big, like, language shift of all those things of, like, stand with people rather than being like, well, I'll call them out for you. It's not what we're asking.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably applicable to, um, you know, everything that we've talked about, whether it be like sexual orientation or gender or anything like that, is that most people don't need like a shield. What they need is someone who they know is like, I've got your back. Strength in numbers. It's a thing. (laughs) Strength in numbers. I like that a lot. Um, Yeah. I think that's probably a good place to... Kind of wrap it up. We're nearing our hour mark here. And I you guys don't like podcasts that are longer than an hour because it yeah it's too much of a commitment. And so. you can always
1: <laughs> you can always listen to these heavier ones, I guess, in segments as well. Don't be scared to listen to That's part true. of it and then come back, especially if there's something that is a little heavy for you. Yeah.
0: Um let us know if anything resonated with you and uh definitely um Maybe you'll help you. I hope you'll think about things a little bit differently. Maybe we've opened your mind a little bit. Let us know if we've done that.
1: Yeah. And you can always let us know on Instagram. You can find us at lattes and lifting podcast. Or you can send us an email. I always forget what our email is. (laughs)
0: Lattes (laughs) and lifting podcast at gmail.com. And you can, reminder, you can leave us a voice memo on Anchor uh someone do it so jess can bio. stop <laughs> please i check all the time gang and you never leave even if it's just hey love the podcast we would love it and speaking of that uh please leave a review wherever you are and to whoever left us a one-star review you, With gotta, no leave, you gotta leave a comment okay you just can't Why? leave it at one star. Why i'm hoping it was one. a mistake <laughs> if it was a mistake
1: okay we feel you um but yeah Like, subscribe, leave us a review down below, and we will catch you next time. Bye.